It is the 11th day of the Omer, which is also Wednesday, and we have the Zchut to begin the ninth and final parak of Kilayim, all about Kilai Bigodim, garments. We actually mentioned in the first Mishnah of the eighth parak, which gave sort of a summation of Kilayim, that it's only usher in wearing. Now we're going to have to talk about what are Kilai Bigodim and how do we wear them. So the first Mishnah explains the materials involved. Ein usher mishum kilayim, ela tzemer The only deraisa problem of kilayim is wool and linen. And the Mishnah continues about these materials. Einam etami benigayim, ele tzemer apishtim. The only materials, the only fabrics that become, that contract sarat, which is not leprosy, but is a spiritual physical manifestation of a spiritual disorder <clears throat> to allow us to do tshuva. So only wool and linen can acquire those, those negayim. And the priests would wear wool and linen garments in the priests would wear wool and linen garments in the Beis HaMikdash. The Big Day Kehuna, when it says sheish, uh, that actually refers to a six-ply linen, and uh, some of them contained wool as well. Uh, we continue the mission at Semer Gemolim, the wool of camels, but Semer and the wool of the sheep, Shetarfon Zebeze, that you've spun them together. So you've made strings, Rabosai, out of a combination of camel and sheep. Even Rovmina Gemolim, if most of it is actually camel hair, Mutter. So then it's Mutter to combine it with linen, because it no longer has the status of sheep wool. The tzemer we're talking about, that's kilayim, is davka from sheep. So if you took camel hairs and combined them with sheep, if it's mostly camel, it has the status of camel. Imrov minarachelim, but if most of it's from sheep, it's oser. Now we mean oser to combine it with any linen. Mechetzi mechetzi, oser. If it's half and half, then it's forbidden because it has the situation legally of being mostly from the Rachelim, from the sheep. And so too would be the rule of combining uh, fibers of Pishtun of flax with Kanbus, which we translate as hemp, as cannabis, which was commonly used for baskets and ropes and things. It's a fibrous plant. You've combined them, you've spun them together into a thread. If most of it is Kanbus, then the pishtun is bottles. You could actually have threads that are mostly kanbus with a little bit of pishtun fibers in there, and you could combine them with wool, with sheep wool, and it wouldn't be usser because we'd go after the majority. Second Mishnah in the ninth parak, shiraim silk svekolach. Kolach is some sort of very fine moss or seaweed material, which is similar to silk. These these are not kilaim. They might look like tzemer pishtim, but they're not. Of all sorts, maybe they marasayin. But because of marasayin, because they look similar, and not everyone has them, they're they're quite rare. So people might confuse them. So you shouldn't wear them rabbinically because people might look at it and say, "Hey, that looks like wool and pishtim together," even though it's not. Now nowadays, when silk is more common, people know what silk is, and it's woven very. Finely, typically uh, finer than linen, so we don't really confuse it with linen anymore because it's more common. Mission continues a karim 
mattresses and pillows, so the issue of climb, remember, is to wear it, so to sit on a cushion that has shotness, and this could come up maybe in, on the subway, in the train, things, something like this, as long as the skin is not touching them. Now, the, the Bartonura here points out, these are hard cushions or pillows that you you put down sort of on a on a bench or something like this, a bench or a chair cushion, and they're harder, and we're not worried that you're going to sink into them or they're going to wrap around you, and they're woven, you know, tough, so they're not going to fray, and you're not going to enter into the fray and get fibers of chelium around your body, but if they're soft, you know, like something you'd put on a bed and you kind of sink into it, you know, a mattress topper or something like this, then we are worried that you sink into it and the, the, the it might fray and come around you and some of the fibers might get on your skin and that would be like wearing it. So that would be us. So we're talking about hard cushions here, not soft ones. The Mishnah continues, ain't a roy lime. There's no such thing as temporary lime. So you couldn't say, have a bathrobe or something of lime and say, well, I'm only wearing it for a couple minutes after the shower. Nope, there's no awry lime that's not a hat to wear it. You can't wear a, a beged with kilayim, even on top of 10 other begodim, where you're you're not benefiting from it, really. You've already, if you already have 10 shirts on, then wearing a jacket on top is not going to keep you any warmer, and people are going to um, call the mental institution if you're wearing 10 shirts plus a kilayim on top. Afilu lignov etemeches, even to steal the tax. Now, this is an interesting thing. So even if someone's taxing uh garments that you're carrying like like it's import export it's it's customs at the airport or something like this and if you're bringing a brand new suit in the suitcase they're going to tax you but if you're wearing it they're not going to tax what you're wearing so even to put it on simply to avoid taxes not to get any physical benefit hana from wearing it but to avoid taxes you couldn't do this now it's important to note that when the mishnah discusses evading taxes that if this is a legal legally imposed tax that's imposed on everybody, it's forbidden for both sides to avoid the tax, to to cheat or lie, to get out of the taxes. If it's a, a competent, legally elected government, then you can't avoid the taxes. What we're talking about here is it's some sort of capricious official who decides on his own, you know, there was no, there was no election, there was, this guy's just... Uh, you know, taking power unto himself and arbitrarily imposing taxes, then it, it might be allowed to avoid the taxes if it doesn't involve wearing key line. This is also the case if there's a tax that's imposed specifically on Jews. If there were, there has been in Europe at times, a tax on shechita, on kosher slaughter. If there's a tax that only affects Jews, that's not Adina Demochus Adina. It's considered invalid, and the Jews can try to avoid it because really it's a type of persecution. It's not a legally imposed tax by the gov by a legal government to benefit the citizens. So that's something to keep in mind that the Mishnah does not endorse, uh, you know, God forbid, evading taxes in the IRS in some sort of illegal or uh, in, in immoral way. So something to keep in mind that randomly came up here in Kilaim. Shkoyach Rabosai on finishing the 10th, on beginning the 10th parish. Skilmitis.